Welcome back for PJ's Pondering Season 2, Episode 4. And today, we are diving into a fun passage out of Ephesians chapter 4. So if you're not driving or on the road, I would encourage you to pull this up and read along because we're going to do a little bit of a dive into this section, verses 17 to 32. Um, I want to talk today specifically about living by the Spirit and not by our old sinful nature. Now, if you are listening in, this one is a little bit more of, not even a little bit, let's be real. This is a lot more faith-based than some of the other podcasts that I have on this channel. Um, I try to focus within PJ's Ponderings on a variety of topics that are generally applicable to multiple areas of life, from parenting to ministry to business to just being a human who has relationships with other humans that uh, are not perfect. So we are going to dive in. I want to read this section of scripture to you, and then I want to talk about just some of the meaning of it and really what we can pull from it as uh, people who follow Jesus or maybe somebody who is interested in who Jesus truly is. So Ephesians 4, 17 to 32 reads this. With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do. Pause. Gentiles, if you're not familiar, um, back in the day, the era of Jesus, um, there were the Jewish people, the Israelites, who, um, as the Bible teaches, were God's chosen people. And so you have the Israelite Jewish people, and then you have Gentiles, which is everyone else um, who was not Jewish, who was not part of the Israelite people. All right. So. He says, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life that God gives because they've closed their eyes, their minds, sorry, and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that is not what you have learned about Christ. Since you have learned about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off then your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes, put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all part of the same body. And it says, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Pretty straightforward, right? Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Verse 29 says, do not use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way that you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to one another, 
tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. All right. There's a lot in this section of the Bible. It is a constant comparison that we see in these themes of darkness and light, old versus new, foul or bad versus good and helpful. Um, if we look, if we're, we're just going to kind of go verse by verse and talk about a few things. So just, you know, join along. Um, it says right off the bat, verse 17, with the Lord's authority, I say this. So when I like to just ask the question, why? Like, if you are on my my teams uh, at, at the church that I work for, um, my adult leadership team and student leadership team, I promise them one thing when they join. It's that I will be the annoying five-year-old who asks the question why to just about everything that they say. And they think it's funny, but I actually do it. Uh, and I love it because what asking that question, it's so simple, but asking the question of why gets myself and others to really analyze and to critique and to think about not just, oh, I've heard that this is the answer or I've heard that this is true, but why is it true? And what evidence is there that that is the truth? So it just allows you to think on a deeper level about things and to get a bit better with explaining things in a deeper clarity. So Paul, who's the writer of this um, letter to the church in Ephesus, um, you know, this is in the early years after Jesus had returned um, back to heaven, according to the scriptures. Paul is writing to the church, and, he, and this is in chapter four of his letter, which again, we've put chapters and verses to this to organize and help it be a little bit easier to memorize. Um, so he says, with the Lord's authority, I say this. Why does Paul say that? Now, in other sections of scripture, it gives us another kind of analogy to tie into this, that we are like ambassadors, um, ambassadors who carry the authority of the sender. And Paul, as somebody who is sent, um, he would say, is sent by God, who has been sent by Jesus to speak and to share the words of God. He is making a very clear distinction here that this is not just Paul's thoughts. This is what God is saying to his people. So it is not by his own authority, but in fact, he is an ambassador, is his emphasis here, carrying the authority of his sender, which is God, to share these things. He goes on to say, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they, the Gentiles, are hopelessly confused. Well, that's an interesting statement. Why are they hopelessly confused? Great question. I will answer. The basic answer is, is from his perspective and the Christian perspective is that they're hopelessly confused because they are living without the one true God. They are living without this defined um, you know, sense and source of what is true, what is right, and what is not, that they are separated from the hope that God has for them and the design that God actually had in mind for them. And so they're hopelessly confused because they don't have this anchored truth that God is the source of. It goes on to say, they, the Gentiles, their minds are full of darkness. Why? Again, because they are without the Lord and without the Lord's help, then we can't really help but be in darkness. It says that the Gentiles wander far from God and um, the life that God gives because they have closed their minds, emphasis on closed, and they have second hardened 
their hearts against God. Now, this is intentional wording from the Apostle Paul, the writer, to because these are very active-oriented words. These are verbs, right, that they have chosen to close their minds and that they have chosen to harden their hearts against God. And it is for that reason that they're full of darkness and therefore hopelessly confused. He goes on in 19 that they have no sense in shame for they, the Gentiles, live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. This is what life apart from God and the Holy Spirit, that God is is God's gift to humanity when we accept him as our Lord and Savior. Um, that is what life apart from him leads us to. Lustful pleasure, um, eagerly practicing impurity, and ultimately eternal life separated from, from God himself. And this is where we see a turn. This is all kind of addressing the old nature, the way that people are and have been without God being a integral part of their life. And he transitions in verse 20 to say, but this isn't what you learned about Christ. So this tells us that the people he is writing to, this church in Ephesus, has heard about Jesus. They have heard the gospel. It has been shared with them in the past. And so that gives some indication to us now that they've heard this. It, it gives a bit of a inclination that they have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior and that they just have not begun to align their lives to the way that God calls them to live. So he continue in 21. Since you have heard, there it is, about Jesus... So that's a leading statement and have learned the truth that comes from him. So we have heard and we have learned. Um, he says, throw off your old sinful nature. It tells us that there is a different way of life that used to be before we come to hear and learn the truth that comes from God. And it tells us again, there's a lot of repetition here that it, that way of life, that old way of life is corrupt by lust and deception. And then he gives us the alternative. What, what should be happening instead of that? Instead, verse 23, what we should do is let, emphasis there, I'm going to come back to it, let the spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. So to instead let, which is telling us if we look at the original Greek Hebrew, to submit, surrender, to allow, to choose. Okay. So we need to submit, surrender, allow, and choose to let the Spirit renew um, or to make us new again in our thoughts and our attitudes. I think it's intentional that he lists those two things back to back, that it is to renew our thoughts first and then our attitudes and our actions because our thoughts, are um, they precede our actions, right? Thoughts lead to attitude, which leads to action. Um, and then he tells us, how do we do that? Put on verse 24, your new nature. We have to actively choose that, um, created to be like God. That's what we were actually created to be is to be like God. We were created in his image. The Bible tells us. So if there's this old way of life and there's this new way that we are supposed to step into, but we can't do that unless we let the spirit renew our thoughts and our attitudes to be like it was meant to be created like God, truly righteous and holy, then what do we do? Well, good thing he tells us. Verse 25, stop telling lies. He tells us, do not lie to others. 
Instead, he leans in to say, tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all part of the same body. It would be like if you're all part, you know, if, if he's giving this body example, we're all part of the same body. It would be like one piece of the body cutting off another piece for no good reason. Like it just it doesn't help anything. It actually impedes and hurts the body to injure itself. And it makes it so the body can't operate the way it's supposed to. So lying is incredibly destructive to the individual, but also to the body of Christ. Um, it says, don't stand by letting anger control you. I think that's an interesting statement that he emphasizes in particular very strongly here that anger is an incredible way um, that we sin, an incredible way that pulls us from God, that gives foothold, he says in verse 27, gives a foothold to the devil. And then he goes on. And if you are a thief, if you're doing things that you're not supposed to, he just says, stop. Quit. I just think that's actually really funny. Like if you are a thief, quit stealing. Just stop doing that. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and give generously to others in need. And then he continues, don't use foul or abusive language. And this is one of my favorite verses. Um, and this is something that is a challenge for everyone, but it is a worthy challenge for us to pursue. Let everything, every word that you say be for the good and helpful I just said that incorrectly. Let every word that you say be good and helpful, not for it, but be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And he goes on to talk about not bringing sorrow to the spirit by the way that you live. Remember that he has identified, he's chosen, selected, set you apart as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. And he tells us to get rid of all sorts of things, but instead to be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving. All right. So we have these constant comparisons of dark, light, old, new, foul, good. He really is emphasizing this old self and the new nature, um, how we need to hear and learn and then apply what we have heard and learned for our lives to actually be changed and transformed. And I feel like so often we only focus on a couple of those things, like maybe just the hearing, like we'll show up on church on Sundays, maybe on Wednesdays to serve in some capacity, but we're just hearing. We haven't really like taken the time to think on and meditate on those words, those verses, the scripture themselves, so that God, through his spirit, can change our attitude, which then leads to a change of lifestyle. Um, so we have to do those things, right? And that's the emphasis that he's giving us. We've got to throw off the old way. We've got to put on the new way. It's an active choice that we have to make um, and that we are called to forgive. Verse 31, such a challenging verse to forgive just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And this is the deal, guys. If we don't understand the depravity that we have lived in, if we don't understand the gravity of our sin, the reality of how truly awful we are, then we will never be able to live this out and to accept the fullness of who God is, the forgiveness that he offers. And we won't be able to, to do this new life. We won't be able to step into this new way of thinking, a new way of life, the way that God would really intend for us. So if we want to have a remote chance, hope, opportunity to live by the spirit and not by our old sinful nature, this section is giving us a very clear directive that the way the one way 
is through God. It is through Jesus. It is through the gift of the Holy Spirit that it tells us that we are able to put on this new nature, to leave the old nature behind, and to begin to walk out the way that God has created us to live life. And that begins with the renewal, transformation of our mind. It has to start with our thought processes. It has to start with the way that we think and approach things and and process through things. And that change in thought process changes our attitude, our outlook, our viewpoint, and our perspective on what we're facing. And then that change in outlook is going to lead us into a change of behavior and action. And that's what needs to happen. That is what the Christian is called to is to be a disciple of Christ who makes disciples of Christ. And if we're going to do that, then we have to teach honestly what the Bible says, and we have to align ourselves to it. There is no getting around that Jesus himself claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life. He made this statement that no one, emphasis, no one, zero people, make it to the kingdom of God. They do not make it to the Father. They do not make it to heaven except through him. It is through a relationship with Jesus Christ that we gain access to the redemption of our lives, the salvation from our sin, and the consequences that we truly honestly deserve. And it allows us and gives us this opportunity for unhindered relationship with God. It gives us the opportunity for unhindered relationship with him, unhindered life, where we are now freed from these ways of sin and the effects of sin to be able to walk out this new life that is filled with the spirit that is true and righteous and holy in the way that God created us to be before sin entered the world through the fall, through the mistake of humanity to go against what God had directed. So all of that, all of the goodness, the John 10, 10, life and life abundant that God has promised us through his son, Jesus, is only accessible when we commit our lives to him and when we allow space for the Holy Spirit, for God to speak and to work and to direct our thoughts and our lives through that transformation of our mind in our thought processes. So that is a quick dive into Ephesians chapter four, looking at how we can be spirit led uh, in life and not be led by our old sinful nature. So hopefully that is helpful. Hopefully you enjoyed that, but super excited to continue on the next session. The next podcast will be all about how you and I are the first loser. So it is one of my favorite things to talk about. It is titled, I Am Second, and we will get to that next time. Have a great day. We'll see you soon.